Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. NHL superstar Jerome McGinla announced his retirement this past week. If you don't know anything about Jerome McGinla, he played 20 seasons. He scored over 600 goals, he won an Olympic gold medal, served as a team captain for the Calgary Flames for many years. And so I watched a little Sports Center feature about him, and it was interesting to me. The reporters, the coaches, the fellow players, as they recalled Iginla and his career, they all came to one single conclusion, one repeated theme about him. And it wasn't his playing ability that stuck out to them. Over and over and over again, we heard the refrain from all these people that what they appreciated the most about Jerome, again, not his abilities on the ice, but his humility off the ice. It's just interesting to me. And during this summer series in Proverbs, we've been discovering wisdom. We've been learning about wisdom, that wisdom is attainable, that we can become wise. We can grow in wisdom. And this morning, as we look at Proverbs 22, verse 4, we're going to see that wisdom is directly linked to humility. They go hand in hand. And that one of the wisest things that you and I can do is pursue humility. So I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. We're going to look at a few other passages during the sermon as well. But Proverbs 22, verse 4 says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So we're going to quickly look at four reasons this morning why it's wise for us to pursue humility. The first one is that God rewards humility. God rewards humility. And that might seem kind of like a selfish thing or even a utilitarian motivation. Oh, I'm going to pursue humility because then I get rewards. However, it's right there in the text. It says, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches, honor, and life. So if you're ever reading the Bible and you see a place like that where it says, uh, God rewards this, God blesses this, God loves this, he's pleased with this, that's sit up, pay attention time, get a highlighter out, a pen, underline that. Ooh, I should think about this a little more. I should learn more about this. He rewards something. He's saying that he rewards humility in a variety of ways. Now remember, humility isn't necessarily just this self-deprecating, I put myself down and I view myself uh, lower and, and less than I should. But humility is thinking about self less. Thinking about others more. It's understanding the comparison between who God is and who we are. A proper understanding. We'll get there a little bit later in this service. But as we've seen this summer, the message of Proverbs is run to wisdom. Wisdom cries out. Wisdom calls out amongst the streets. Come, run to wisdom. Pursue humility. Experience the great benefits, the rewards of a wise and a humble life. Run away from pride. Ditch your ego. Turn away from selfishness. That's the message of Proverbs. Fear God. Come to recognize who He is. Humble yourselves. And encounter blessings and rewards from Him. Now I want to be clear though. When we talk about rewards, riches, honor, and life. It's crucial that we understand that Proverbs 22 verse 4 isn't some kind of magic formula. 
that we can just say, oh, this verse says I'm going to have riches, honor, and life if I'm humble, so guaranteed I'm going to be wealthy, and uh, everyone's going to love me and honor me, and I'm going to have a really long life. Be careful about that. Because not everybody who is humble enjoys abundant wealth. Not everybody who's humble has a long life. And we might ask those kind of questions like, wait a minute, what's going on here? There are many wise and humble people that have financial struggles and difficulties. There's many wise and humble people who are not honored by others, but are in fact mocked by other people. And there are many wise and humble people whose lives seem to be cut short in our mind. Their their life isn't that long on earth. So what is going on here? How do we make sense of this verse, of this teaching? Well, while Proverbs is speaking about general wisdom, we need to understand and filter the book of Proverbs through the wisdom of Jesus Christ. As we look about Jesus and see the ultimate fulfillment of passages like this. So, what that means is that while we may not receive immediate physical rewards here in our life, those who do humble themselves, turn from their sins, and trust in Jesus Christ are promised countless spiritual blessings and riches. Think about the riches that we have in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What are some of these blessings? What are some of these riches that we have in Christ? Salvation. Forgiveness of sins. Being born again by the Spirit of God. Joining God's family as we just sung. I'm a child of God now. That's riches and blessing. Receiving the guarantee of an eternal, imperishable inheritance. These are just some of the riches that we receive in Jesus Christ. And while we may not receive honor from people in this life, when we pursue wisdom, and when we pursue humility, Jesus tells us that if we humbly serve Him, we will actually receive honor from the Father Himself. John 12, verse 26. Listen to Jesus. Telling, talking to His disciples. He says, If anyone, so anyone, anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now you might get human honor, but man, God the Father honoring you, that trumps every kind of honor out there. Can you imagine that? To have a conversation with God Almighty and He says, I'm honoring you because you served me. That's worth pursuing. And even though humility and fearing the Lord doesn't guarantee a long life here on earth, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, He promises to give us eternal life. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So, the wise thing to do is to humble ourselves, look at these rewards from God, recognize that they're all from God, they're all in God, and we have access to these rewards through Jesus Christ. And so, the wisest thing that we could do right here, if you've never done this, is to just press pause on your life and turn from your sin, confess them to God, and, and trust in Jesus Christ and receive abundant riches and blessings and eternal life forevermore. And, and, and the wisest thing, if you've already done that, is to do that again every single day. Just to trust in Jesus Christ. Every day. Every hour. Listen to wisdom. 
Pursue humility. Trust in Jesus. God rewards humility. Now the second reason that it's wise for us to pursue humility is that it helps us gain a proper perspective. A proper perspective. What do I mean by that? Let me explain. So in 22 verse 4, Proverbs, it says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord, which fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom, it, it helps us understand this perspective. So what I'm referring to, I like to call it big God, little me. Okay? Think about God for a second. All powerful, all knowing, eternal, the creator of the universe who spoke everything into being. So then you get a big picture of God, understand who he is, and then you go, me. I'm one of seven billion people. I'm like a tiny dot on this little blue speck called earth in the whole universe. I'm weak, I'm fragile, and I'm utterly dependent on the grace of God for each and every single breath I take. Big God, little me. Proper perspective that helps me to stay humble. Wisdom and humility, they remind me of that. They kind of keep me in my place. Get this proper perspective. Years ago, there was a band called Casting Crowns. They wrote a song that speaks to this truth. I just want to read some of the lyrics. It probably is a little bit familiar to you. It says, Who am I that the Lord of all the earth would care to know my name, would care to feel my hurt? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am a flower quickly fading, here today, gone tomorrow. A wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Proper perspective. It's so important for us to recognize our place and not think, think too highly of ourselves. I and mean, it's easy to do that. I struggle with that. But thankfully, God is gracious. He gives us continual reminders about perspective. Even on Tuesday night, there was that big thunderstorm. And a loud crack and woke me up, woke my kids up, and I'm hearing the thunder, and I look out the window and I see lightning, and I thought, I'm like, ah, like God is controlling this. He's designed this. He's awesome. Like, I can't do that. You know? And I thought, man, he knows where every single lightning bolt is going to strike. And where? And I thought about Psalm 135, verse 7, just speaking about this reality. He it is, God, He it is, who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain, and brings forth the wind from His storehouses. So every time there's a thunderstorm, every time there's a, a weather system change, a, a rainfall or anything, that's, that's a reminder from God for each and every one of us to look up and gain that proper perspective again. Wow, God is in control. It's like he's yelling at us saying, you're not the boss. I control this. I govern this. You don't. We can predict a little bit. Windsor struggles with that. But we can predict a little bit. But we can't make it. We can't control it. God can. Proper perspective. Humility. And like I said, it's important for us not to think too highly of ourselves. Man, it's easy to do that. I'm so smart. I'm so strong. That's not what I say, but some people might say that. I'm so good looking. I'm just awesome in general. It's the thought process. And humility tells us, whoa, 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 press pause, recognize again who God is, revere Him, respect Him, fear Him, understand His greatness. And it would be wise 
for each of us to do this each and every day. Because here's the reality. Every single ability that you have is given to you by God. And it's for God. It's to use, be used for Him. Whether you're really fast at running, you're good at math, you can design things, you can build things, you can dance well, whatever it is, every single one of those is given to you by God. And He can take that away in an instant. He's the one that's keeping your heart beating right now. Lungs pumping right now. He's doing that. So the humble person recognizes this, lives in gratitude and thanksgiving and directs praise and honor and glory back to the Lord. This is hard for me. and so I'm preaching here and I'm looking at this and go, I need to remember this. We need to remember this. Especially when other people congratulate us for any kind of accomplishment or achievement. People, they mean well. Way to go. You were so great at that. Thanks for that. Oh, way to go. You're awesome. All this kind of stuff. They mean well. They're not necessarily trying to inflate your ego or make you really proud, but it can go so quickly to the heart, and then we start to get arrogant. We start to think, oh, yeah. Yeah, I am pretty good. Yeah, I am. I am the boss. I am whatever. And it gets very dangerous very quickly. Why is that so dangerous? Why is it dangerous to, to live in pride? Because... God hates pride. God hates pride. That's the third thing that we're looking at. That's why it's wise to choose humility. God hates pride. We don't like to talk about God hating things too often. But the Bible does tell us God hates things. And one of the things that he hates is pride. Proverbs 6, 16 and 17 It says, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. He can't stand it. It says, this loathing towards it. What's the first thing on the list? It says, haughty eyes. That's another way of saying pride, arrogance, ego. The first thing on the list that God hates, pride. Pride is the opposite of humility. Pride seeks to elevate ourselves, to put us up on high and to dethrone God. I don't need God. I'm good. I've got this. Pride ultimately replaces worship of God with worship of me, myself, and I. C.S. Lewis wrote one time about why God hates pride. He said, it was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. So while the humble person comes in surrender, recognizes their dependence on God and says, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. Everything I have is is from you and it's for you. Thy will be done. The proud person disregards that dependence on God. Elevates themselves. I got this. I can do this. My will be done. There's the difference. Pride has to be on top. Pride has to win every argument. Pride has to be seen and heard. Pride steps on other people as it gets higher. Pride is dangerous. Pride is ugly. And pride is in each and every one of us. And we need God to help us in this fight against pride. We can't do it on our own. I've got pride. Working on it. And I need Jesus to help kill pride in my life. But you see, not only does God hate pride... James 4, 6 tells us that he actually opposes pride. God opposes the proud, but gives grace 
to the humble. So another reward for humility. He gives grace to the humble. But he opposes the proud. So walking in pride is walking in direct opposition to God. Walking against God. That's not a wise plan. God is going to win. You're going against God? Do you think you can win? No. God is going to win. He opposes pride. What is wise is to walk in humility. He says that he gives grace to the humble. He pours out his favor, his blessing, his assistance, his help to those who humble themselves. So we got to ask ourselves, we stop, we say, God, help me to identify the pride in my life. Help me to recognize it, identify it, but then help me to to run from it. Help me to kill it. Help me to humble myself. Help me to, to get down low and to stay there each and every day. Help me to stay low before you, God. Now the fourth reason, while it's, why it's wise for us to pursue humility, maybe the simplest, maybe it's the best, it's because Jesus did. Jesus chose humility. Philippians chapter 2, starting verse 3. Paul says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Jesus, who scripture says is the wisdom of God, the Son of God, our Messiah, the Lord, our Savior, the King of Kings, he demonstrated true humility. He lowered himself. He left the glory of heaven and became a man. And he didn't just become a man. He humbled himself as this man and was faithful and obedient and he died. He was obedient and he was crucified for our sins. Just, if that doesn't humble you, I don't know what will. Jesus died for your sin and for my sin. But then look at verse 9 to 11. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of his humility, because of his obedience, God then exalted him and gave him the the highest name. At the name of Jesus, people bow, people worship, people confess. You are the Lord. You are worthy, as we sang, worthy, 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 the Lamb who was slain. Because of His humility, His obedience. And Paul says in Philippians 2, this is the attitude, this is the mindset that Christians are to have. That we're we're all called to choose humility, to pursue humility, and leave the exalting up to God. It's not our job to exalt ourselves. God will exalt whoever he wants to exalt whenever. Our job is to stay low, pursue humility, follow the pathway that Jesus has laid out for us. And not only did he leave it out for us, but he helps us to do it. He empowers us by the very Spirit of God. So we, our job is to look to Jesus, humble ourselves, put others first. And again, just to let our ego die. 
for some of us, it's really hard. Is the ego can be really strong and just wants to keep creeping its ugly head back up. And it's like, man, I thought it killed you and it came back to life. Someone says, it's hard. It takes a constant humbling, a constant daily reminder. And so what I want to do as we finish, I want to give you a couple tips. Just a couple tips to help cultivate humility and kill pride in your life. The first tip is try new things. Try something new. This week, this month, try something new. Very few people are immediately amazing at every single thing that they try. Try something new you've never done before. It'll be humbling. Oh, I thought I was awesome at everything. I guess I'm not. And even, even if you are one of those people that you try something new and you just nail it the first time, well, I've got, don't worry, a catch-all for you. Go play around a golf. I don't care if you're the best golf player in the whole world. Every golfer has at least one horrible shot. Oh, into the pond. Oh, off the tree. Oh, off the golf cart. Whatever. Play around a golf. That'll keep you humble. Okay? Don't play too much golf because it costs so much money. But play a round of golf. Learn to laugh more. Especially at yourself. Yeah, seriously. Learn to laugh more at yourself. What small little things, mistakes, I, I spilled something, I dropped something, where, oh, <laughs> right. Reminders. I'm not Mr. Awesome or Mrs. Awesome or whatever. Laugh at yourself. Smile. Laugh at yourself. On a serious note, spend some time each and every day just thinking about the cross. It's really hard, like I said, it's really hard to stay proud when you're thinking about Jesus hanging on the cross for what we've done. That'll bring some humility, or should bring some humility into our lives. And finally, just remember that God doesn't owe you anything. Just remember that. God doesn't owe me anything. Every single breath that I have is a gift from Him. That should help keep you humble. And today we've looked at this relationship between humility and wisdom. We've seen that the wise thing for us to do is to pursue humility. And so I want to urge us as a church, let's, let's do it. Individually and corporately, let's pursue humility. Let's help each other. Let's remind each other. Let's become a church. Let's continue to be a church that pursues humility together. That lifts up the name of Jesus to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray for that right now. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to be here and to meet together and to open up your word. And Lord, sometimes it's hard when we look at passages and and topics and we see things that, that come right at us, like this call to pursue humility. Father, I pray that your spirit would be speaking to each and every single one of us as we think about Jesus. Think about your son, what he did how he humbled himself, and because of his humility that we can become children of God. So I pray, Lord, as we, as we leave this place, that we would be reminded to pursue humility, reminded that wisdom and humility go together. Lord, you oppose pride, but you give grace to the humble. So we ask, please, work in our hearts. Humble us. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.